Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for thevikingage.com, where we cover the Minnesota Vikings. And welcoming back to the show, my usual co-host is Chris Shad, who writes for us here at the Viking Age, as well as Bring Me the News and Zone coverage. Before we start today's show, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to our channel and like the video. And then, of course, follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook, and the audio version of this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your podcast. So, I have no little game or trivia or anything today, because uh, we got some some interesting stuff to talk about. So, first off, Adam Thielen, um, don't know if you heard of him, used to play for the Vikings. Heard he's from Minnesota. Around around there, Detroit, yeah. so it's kind of confusing, because it's yep. Detroit, and yeah. Uh, but yeah. Do you know from- where he went to school? Uh, MSU, Michigan State. Is that right? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe All right. All right, the stick is up. The stick is up. Uh, Adam Thielen has found a new home outside of Minnesota for the first time in his life. He will be playing football outside the state of Minnesota. Oh, for a team outside the state of Minnesota. He's obviously played outside the state of Minnesota. Phelan has signed with the Carolina Panthers. And according to multiple reports, he and the Panthers have agreed to a three-year contract worth $25 million. It might seem like a big contract, maybe from first glance for a guy his age and his uh, caliber right now. But if you check out some of the details, it's really more like a two-year contract around $14, 16000000 million. So it's not too crazy. Uh, Thielen, though, was scheduled to earn more than $13 million. Uh, from the Vikings in 2023, but now he'll be making less and joining a team that finished last season with a 7-10 and record. But that's not all, because today, during an appearance on the Pat McAfee show, Adam Thielen said, quote, feel like there's a real chance to win a Super Bowl with the Panthers, and that Carolina adding Andy Dalton this offseason was a, quote, huge reason why he signed with the Panthers. Okay. Um, what does Thielen signing with the Panthers say about his intentions for the 2023 season? I think it justifies what we've been saying on here for the past year, at least I have, in that Thielen is not this lovable team guy that people have made him about to be the last couple of years. I mean, I've mentioned repeatedly the Minnesota Wild situation where you had Zach Parisi and you had Ryan Suter. They were highly paid guys. Uh, They were Suter was from Wisconsin. Parisi was from Minnesota and just kind of, 
you know, for lack of a better word, they took advantage of their situation knowing, hey, I, I kind of have this card as, you know, these franchise saviors. So they were having practices over in Edina, even though people lived over in St. Paul and a whole bunch of other stuff. Like signing with Carolina. Like if he went and he signed with the Chiefs or even like the Jets, I kind of would have been like, okay, whatever. He's trying to get a Super Bowl. Cowboys were interested. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he wasn't mad about the salary either. Like, cause he's only, I mean, I bet you the Vikings pay cut was probably, I mean, I don't think the Vikings would have been like, we want you to play for $5 million. Like that. I don't think that happened. I think that Thielen genuinely was unhappy with his role here and wanted to get his stats. Cause if he signed with somebody like Kansas city or New York or somewhere else, there's a chance that, you know, there's, there's number one weapons there. I, I mean, he talked about, uh, I believe it was Dallas and Denver specifically. Yeah. Dallas, you have brand. Well, I guess they traded for Brandon cooks cause they didn't get yep. feeling, but, um, <laughs> you know, you have CD lamb there. CD lamb's probably going to get more targets. Yeah. Uh, Denver. I mean, Denver people like Jerry Judy. I don't like Cortland Sutton's. And I think like they're going to run the ball more because Sean Payton's too. been loading up on like running backs and offensive linemen. So, yeah, like I think both of those things, I mean, he would not have been the number one weapon in either of those destinations. He is number one with a bullet in Carolina because they don't have anybody. Terrace Marshall has not turned <laughs> out since coming out of the draft uh, a couple years ago. Um you know, I saw a tweet. It was like, look at what the Panthers are doing. They're getting Miles Sanders and Hayden Hurst and like everybody else. And I think somebody commented, you couldn't get arrested with these weapons at an airport. I like, it, it, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it just, it, it feels like such a farce to me because Thielen's on here being like, yeah, I'm excited and we can win a Super Bowl and I'm excited, excited, excited. Like, dude, did you watch the game against Andy Dalton or were you just busy pouting on the sideline because you weren't getting the ball? Like, I don't know, man. I, I am, I've said it last, I believe I said this last week. He's one of the greatest Vikings of all time. One of the greatest origin stories of all time. But I think some of the way the people just enabled him, enabled him, uh, enabled his family members, um, to be bigger than they really are. I I think it eventually became a problem. And I think, you know, it, it also gets back to what I've been saying about this whole team culture thing. Like it's nothing against Quasey and Kevin O'Connell. It's against the players who two years ago were all for one and one for me as Mike Zimmer was getting thrown under the bus and Kevin O'Connell came in. Now they win 13 games. They win the NFC North. They've gone back to that where it's like, where's mine? Where's mine? Where's mine? And part of that's a natural thing for a football player. But I don't know. Like some people go online too and be like, oh, Stefan Diggs liked his tweet. Yeah, he's going to be in the same spot. Dude, he's in the same spot that Thielen was. That same week where Diggs went off, in 2019, Thielen said the same yeah, damn thing in the, the locker only, room. The only difference was Thielen showed up for practice. Yeah. Like, and, and then, you know, Thielen was on Kirk Cousins' show two days later going, like, yeah. I'm sorry, Kirk. I didn't mean oh, to Kirk say, did it please to him. give me the ball. Please, Kirk. Kirk, Kirk apo- please. Yeah, Kirk apologized to him. Please, Kirk. Oh. Um, sorry. <laughs> Got a little into that, but yes. No, get it all out because this might be one of the last times we talk about Adam Thielen. Probably not. Um, but, I think there, there's a line between being optimistic about a team you're joining and you're excited and everything. And then there's like delusion. And I think he's kind of teetering on that delusion line where it's like, okay, I get you're excited. Now he didn't say we're going to win the Super Bowl next year. So he could be like, you know, in a couple of years, I think this team is capable of, of getting the Super Bowl, which they could be because they have a bunch of young pieces. Frank Reich is a pretty good coach. Um, That's but, you know, debatable. 
I said pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, I didn't mean it. I just, yeah, yeah. He and and he wasn't really given the I would say given the best tools in Indianapolis. A lot of the quarterback moves were kind of out of his control and more ownership uh, decisions. So um, I wouldn't put a lot of blame on Frank Reich. I, I think he's a, a good offensive coach. Um, there's a reason why he was hired again immediately. Um, so I think they've got that going for him. I yeah, like it's funny that. Thielen picked the Panthers because yeah they they really have no receiver. Um, they just yeah they just added Miles Sanders and Hayden Hurst or whatever. But they have what you, you mentioned Terrace Marshall. They've got Lavisca Chenault. Uh, I think Shy Smith. Like <laughs> Thielen is above and beyond the best. And of course he's you know talking about how he's feeling the, the best shape of his life or whatever things like that. So he's gonna come in and I'm sure he'll do well at first. But he's been hurt like the last three years. He's been banged up. And he did play all 17 games this year, but they were not, he was not completely healthy. He hurt he hurt himself early, earlier in the year, and he wasn't really the same. Um, and he's getting older, so his body's going to take longer to heal. Um, but yeah, like it's weird. But but would you say I don't know? His exit is kind of similar. You looked at the past; some of his heroes, Chris Carter and Randy Moss, they didn't really have the greatest exits from Minnesota either. Uh, I would say his was probably better than. Was Carter's? I don't think Carter's was like uh, malicious or anything. I, like, I think he was a little upset, but I mean, yeah, he wanted. He probably wanted more money. The mm-hmm. Vikings were like, "You're old. We gotta get rid of you." And he went to the Dolphins, and the Vikings made the correct decision because he did nothing. Um, and then Randy Moss, that was a mistake because they traded him way too early. Uh, but then the second time, you know, getting rid of him, that didn't go too well either. So like, and. Percy Harvin, Stefan, like the list goes on. Like wide receivers typically don't have the best exits uh, from teams because they always want the ball. Like that's their job. They always want the ball. They're probably never satisfied. Uh, it's very rare for them to be like, yep, I'm 32. So I should only be getting like 40 catches a year. And I'm going to be perfectly happy with that because we're going to win 14 games, 15 games, and we're going to be good. No, receivers do not care about that. Typically they do not. This is just another example. And, and he's got smiles on his faces and everything, but it's very clear that he wanted to go somewhere where he would be the number one or number two option uh, in an offense. And if that's what he wants. Fine. He's at the end of his career. He can pick whatever he wants to do. He's he's been to the playoffs before. You know, obviously, uh, he thinks they can get to the Super Bowl. So maybe that can happen. Probably not. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's he's getting what he wanted. And it's it's very clear more and more as you look at the contract and you look at like the stuff he said back in February or on the Super Bowl, like, oh, I want to be a Viking for life, but I want to be able to prove, you know, that I can still play at a high level. And it's like, which one do you want? Because you can't have both. Do you think there was some beef between him and Kevin O'Connell? I don't know if it was beef or more just O'Connell being like, hey, dude, we need someone who can get open. And you can't get open anymore. So I'm not going to just trot you on the field because you've been here for 10 years. Like, I got a job to do. We need to win games. And right now you're not the best option. That's why they traded for TJ Hawkinson. Like, Thielen was there. He was healthy. He wasn't getting open. And so they traded for Hawkinson and and Thielen's targets went down because Hawkinson was a better option. The one, so. the one thing that I would point to to kind of support your argument, look at the Giants game one where Thielen runs the wrong route on right. and I think yeah. a lot of people posted a picture of like O'Connell and Justin Jefferson just like you know O'Connell's eyes lighting up like talking to Justin Jefferson or whatever and they switched to Thielen and Kevin O'Connell Thielen won't even look at him 
Mm-mm. Like he's just, and part of it was probably because, Hey, I screwed up. I ran the wrong route. I get mad when I screwed up. I, I right. totally get it. I don't need you to tell but me I mean, that I screwed up. Cause I already know that. Right. But you know, I just didn't seem like it was all kumbaya there. So, I mean, none of this is really, you know, great. And, you know, as wrestling fans, uh, I would like to wish Mr. Thielen the best on his future endeavors in Carolina. So, um, <laughs> Is he going to show up in Japan next year? <laughs> Japan. It's Adam Thielen's music. By God, what is he doing here? Uh, or, or, or just sitting in the crowd, just like he's got a ticket watching. Yeah, he, he bought a ticket. He bought a ticket. He bought a ticket, ticket to the show. He's a, a spectator. Uh, I, I saw I saw an awesome tweet like a couple years ago, and it said that, you know, um, wrestling or free agent signings would be a lot more awesome if they just showed up just like uh just like wrestlers do when they like, like on the raw, company. like the raw after after WrestleMania, when like there's so many different, uh, like surprises and stuff and it's music and everyone's just like, like, uh, <laughs> imagine like opening day, New York jets, like they're all lining up for the thing. And like Zach Wilson's out there and all of a sudden, like there, the lights go out and like, there's a light at the tunnel and it's like all hallucinogenic colors and stuff. And Aaron <laughs> Rodgers comes out. Everybody's just losing their minds. Like, Oh my God, Aaron Rodgers is here. The he rumors have, are true. You would have uh John Morrison's music or like, or dude loves music. Probably. <laughs> um, yes. Real quick before we get off the topic of Thielen, sadly um, over under 70 catches for Thielen in 2023. I think that that's what he had last this year. He's certainly going to get the targets. I mean, the Panthers don't even have draft picks to get a receiver after trading up. Although they might trade back Sonny Weaver Jr. style now, apparently. Oh, but, yeah. <sighs> shoot, I'll go over. I think he'll be a step. He'll, he'll do um, the uh, I'll mention another sport again. It is basketball season. He'll do the Kevin Love thing where he'll just have like monster numbers, but his team just sucks. Like, oh, that's. That's Kevin Love, not somebody else who plays for the Vikings. Um, <laughs> I could, yeah, I could have went Vikings on that, huh? Yeah. Well, if you go over, I'll just take the under, just just because. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think he's. He says he's fine. He says he's good or whatever, but like he still got to get open, and he struggled with that last year. Like hurt or not, you should be able to get open. Um, and I know like his agent and stuff have come out and been like, well, you guys don't know like the. The details of everything, like what he was asked to do on each play and everything, if he was like one of the options. And it's like, listen, we all we know there's plenty of evidence. If he was open last season, Kirk Cousins would have found it. Uh yeah. he's one of his favorite targets uh since he's been with the Vikings. So let's not be like, oh, he was taken out of the play and everything. It's like, no, if he was open, he would have got the ball. So um, yeah, I'll go under. Just because just play devil's advocate, I guess. Moving on to the next topic, which is something I talked about with uh, actually Luke Braun a couple of weeks ago when you were um, elsewhere. Uh, it is Lamar Jackson who had the non-exclusive franchise tag placed on him a couple weeks ago, which means um, that the Ravens, you know, they have his rights right now or whatever. And I think he accounts for $32.4 million on the cap. Uh, but other teams can present an offer to Lamar. And then the Ravens have the right to match it. But if they don't match it, then they get two first round picks from whatever team gets that that winning bid. Uh, so far, I think no offers have been been made. Um, but, you know, team, I think the Ravens have until July 17th to negotiate a long term deal, long term deal with Jackson. And then he has until like week 11 in the season to sign his tender. So he doesn't have to sign it anytime soon if he doesn't want want to. Um, 
But I guess recently on uh, an episode of Sports Center, ESPN's uh, Jeremy Fowler uh, labeled the Vikings as a quote wild card to land Lamar Jackson this year, just because Kirk Cousins is in his final year of the contract, um, and they they might be looking to go in a different direction with the quarterback. So I guess maybe on like a scale of one to ten, with ten being the most, how reckless would you say this speculation is from from Fowler? I'd say, well, I think it's educated because yeah. he's plugged in. Like he's very similar to Schefter. Like I, I heard Scornor talking about this a little bit and it's true. He covered he's, the Vikings. Yeah, exactly. He used to be with the Pioneer Press. So, I mean, that that's basically what I'm getting at. I don't think this is like off the wall. And I think that he's just stating kind of a fact about the Vikings right now mm-hmm. that when it comes to the quarterback position, they have plenty of options and they're going to do their homework. Remember this time last year, or maybe it was a little bit sooner, the Vikings were tied to Deshaun Watson for a minute. And, you know, I I mean, they're looking at all avenues. And and I like that. I I like the fact that they're not going to just say no. They're going to dig into it, see what they need to do. And if Lamar Jackson is an option, if they want to pursue it, they should. I I mean, that's kind of it. I mean, you know, I've seen takes the last couple of days. Um, I know Pete Bursich was on uh, online saying, well, Lamar's not accurate. Okay. Well, he threw he completed 66% of his passes. I believe it was 66.1. I believe Kirk Cousins' career completion percentage is 66.8. So that's career high for Jackson. Jackson has also completed 64.2% of his passes each of the last two seasons. I believe last year's average was like 64 points seven or eight. It was somewhere in that range. It was 64 or something. Last year it went down. But his number one receiver was also Demarcus Robinson. Now, Jackson's not as good of a deep passer as Cousins, which might be what Bursich was talking about. But I, I, don't I mean, so. <laughs> I don't, I don't well, want to. Well, like, I, I, I don't trust Bursich to dig that deep because I, yeah. I did look it up and I was like, what's his adjustment? And like, OK, Kirk's like in the 40s and 50s. Or I, I think around like, you know, upper 40s, 50s and adjusted completion percentage. So does, he, does, does he not think Josh Allen's good because he has a lower completion percentage than Lamar Jackson? Well, I have my own theory on um, why some people don't want Jackson as quarterback, but I probably shouldn't bring it up right now. Um, I think people can figure it out. Yeah. Sounds about <laughs> white. Yeah. Um, you know, here's what I'll say about Jackson. And, and it would be fun. It would be a blast. He's a former yeah. MVP. Yeah. He's, you know, a superstar. Like Kirk Cousins. A lot of people look at Kirk Cousins and be like, what do you want else from Kirk Cousins? I mean, he is literally a quarterback Ken doll because people just want to dress him up and be have him be something that he's not. Oh, we're going to throw chains on Kirk Cousins. He's just <laughs> like Joe Burrow. Oh, he's singing with Kelly Clarkson. See, mm-hmm. Kirk can be funny. And I know Kirk's not a bad guy. I have no like ill will towards the human being. I just know that you can do better than Kirk Cousins as your quarterback. And some people will also shoot back and be like, well, I looked up on Stathead and his numbers say that when he has mac and cheese before a game, he's got the highest uh, passer rating in NFL history or whatever it is. Okay, that's fine. Lamar Jackson can make up for more flaws than Kirk Cousins him. And when you are playing a quarterback that much money, that that has kind of some value to it. The problem here is that the Vikings do not have the infrastructure to add a $50 million quarterback. Mm -hmm. They could do it. It would be fun. I mean, Lamar Jackson to Justin Jefferson would be a freaking blast. But, you know, 
Look at all the holes the Vikings have. And you can't fill it with bargain bin free agent signings and the draft. You have to go get talent. And, you know, I look at a team like the perfect situation to drop Lamar Jackson into would be the New York Jets right now. They have a team that is full of cheap, cheap talent. They had Garrett Wilson. They got Elijah Moore. They got Brees Hall in the backfield. Their defense is filled with studs. A lot of them are on rookie deals. That's why they're going after Aaron Rodgers because they know, okay, $50 million for Aaron Rodgers, plop him in. Let's just see what happens. They should be going for Lamar Jackson, especially if Green Bay wants the Stafford deal like it's being rumored because, I mean, you sign him, you get two firsts, and, yeah, you got your quarterback. The other problem with this is – you need to think of a contract that is so crazy. The Ravens would go, yeah, we're not doing that. Right. Like you need poison pill basically is what you need. And poison pill is illegal now after the Vikings <laughs> did it, which I wish it wasn't because it, it would have been, I mean, in today's NFL, it would have been freaking crazy. Right. But um, yeah, I, I just, it would be fun. Just now is not the time to get Lamar Jackson yeah. on the Vikings. No, I, I understand why I think, his uh his wild card co- followers wild card comment came from like from an executive or whatever that he talked to so it wasn't really like his thoughts or more yeah he talked to executives which they you know they probably weren't as familiar with the Vikings like financial situation and their lack of draft picks and their holes on their roster so they're just looking at Kirk Cousins and being like oh he's got a year left in his contract they need a new they're gonna need a new quarterback why don't they just go after Lamar Jackson he's right there um but yeah like you said they're not really in shape to do that because one yeah you're gonna give up two first round picks which is fine for jackson you already know you're getting out of him i have no problem with that giving up those but then yeah you're paying at least 45 million say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba a year because that's what the top quarterbacks are are getting in the nfl i think there's five that are making an average of 45 million a year so he's going to want at least that 
at the very least 45 probably gonna want more um so then you're paying that and then 2024 you're still paying Kirk Cousins whether he's there or not because he's got a 28.6 dead cap whatever so you got to account for that no matter what um so right there that's I'm sure they could if they sign Lamar or whatever they could figure out a way to lower his cap hit for 2024 so that that so you wouldn't be paying like 60 80 million to two quarterbacks one that's not even there but still that's a lot of a lot of work and then you got to sign Justin Jefferson to an extension Christian Derrissaw to an extension both of their prices continue to go up as more players sign extensions um they're just not and then and they have the like giving up two firsts they're not in the shape to do that they they barely have enough draft picks this year to to add talent to their their roster so like it would be a lot of fun like i wrote about this yesterday and like my first sentence was like it's safe to say the majority of people who've played madden vikings fans have likely traded for lamar jackson at some point and you know their time playing Madden. that's the but like in the real world can't really do that because it's just you gotta deal with the cap and all the bunch of other stuff and he's missed 10 games in the last two years now this year a little debatable did he miss more because he didn't want to you know hurt his chances of getting paid this year um that's that's up for debate because the ravens were like hey dude we're in the playoffs and he's like cool (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so but there's that he's missed 10 games and you can't ignore that and he he's and his style his running style puts him in harm's way a lot more than it would you know a pocket quarterback um i think he averages like 10 10 carries a game in his career so that's you know that's a lot more chances of getting hurt and he wants fully guaranteed money. So you're going to give this guy fully guaranteed money and he's going to miss half the season? I don't, that's not, that doesn't go along with like, I know Kwesi Odofa Benson comes from Wall Street and he makes, you know, risky moves or whatever, but that does, that seems a little too risky for, even for somebody like him who's like, you know, he's, he, I think he's always looking for more stuff that's like the risk. You buy low and take the risk on someone who might not already be good and take the risk on them ending up good on your team. Um, and those are the type of risks I think he likes to take. Not the ones where it's like, he's, he's already been good, but he might be on the way down. Um, so yeah, I, I just don't think, I just don't think they're in a position to go after someone like Lamar Jackson. I would love it. I would love it. And the athletics, just, Alec not, Lewis. Doesn't seem like possible. Yeah. Well, in the athletics, Alec Lewis mentioned uh, a quote from Quasey at the combine where he said, you know, the importance of having the quarterback developed in the culture or whatever. It doesn't seem like they want to just easy bake this thing. They want to find a guy yeah. that they can develop. And I think, you know, I I just don't see how that's going to happen this year with that lack of draft capital. Like we could yeah. talk about them trading up for Anthony Richardson or uh, Will Levis all we want. But I mean, I, I just don't think it's realistic. Oh, I don't know. You see Phil Sims rings today. He put out his college rankings. You know, those are always entertaining. Uh, what, is Kellen Mond 101 again or what? <laughs> no, no, no. I want to say uh, Hendon Hooker is, he has him by tiers. He's got four tiers, I think. And he has Hendon Hooker in the second tier. There's two players per tier. So Hendon Hooker's in the top four. And then hey, if, Dor- they, if the Vikings draft Hendon Hooker, <laughs> I, oh, tune into the show, kids. Listen. Like, tune into the show. But you should feel confident in this group drafting him over the last, the previous group. If Spielman was the guy drafting him, I would be worried. But I I don't care. I don't care who's right. I I don't (laughs) care if you have Bill Walsh or, you know, Sean McVay or whoever drafting. The dude is 25 years old. He'll be 26 when the playoffs start. What if they get him in the third round? No, no, you, you, you need other things than a quarter. Don't do this stupid, (laughs) like to to draft and develop a quarterback shit. Like even Kevin, Kellen Mond. Yeah, there were flaws, but you know what? He was young enough where you could have him sit. Like (laughs) 
if you draft oh, he Hooker, he's going to sit behind Kirk Cousins for a year. And then it, he's going to be 26 and 27 in the playoffs. Did you like Brandon Whedon too? Like, I, I don't know. Chad and, Hutchinson is somewhere but, uh, out there. Maybe we should see if he's draft eligible. Who's, who's the guy? Oh, T- Taysom Hill too. Um, wasn't he like 27? Stetson, Stetson Bennett? Well, no, I'm saying isn't that Taysom he, Hill. Isn't Stetson Bennett yeah, he's like 26. 29 too? He's 26. Yeah, he's 26. He was like a fifth year senior, six year senior, whatever. Everybody's like, um, look at this walk on. He's so good. Well, yeah, A, he's at Georgia, so there's studs <laughs> everywhere. And B, he's like eight years old. Like, he's he's like the dude that he's gets a savvy Texas. vet in college. Do you know what a Texas red shirt is? No. So apparently it happens in Texas where they just see like this super but they want to like uh, keep them longer set up their high school come back a grade, oh, like second yeah, grade yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you yeah, have like yeah. Billy Bob, the fullback, like doing keg stands on the sideline. Just like, Hey, Billy, you in? <laughs> All right. I'm in coach. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he had uh, the last one in tier four. He had Will Levis and Dorian Thompson Robinson in the same tier. Um, so do <laughs> Vikings do not follow Phil Sims quarterback. Chris Sims, you mean both, both don't follow either of them. Wait, wait, are you talking Phil? Phil, I'm talking about no, I'm talking about Chris, but but Chris Sims, but but I wouldn't follow, I wouldn't follow Phil Sims' advice either. He doesn't really have that great of a track record either. This Um, is true. So, yeah, just Lamar Jackson. I just don't what it wouldn't even be smart for them to go after him, would it? Like, it would put them in, would it put them even in a bigger hole than they already know with with Kirk Cousins? I mean, I guess if it pays off and he helps you win a Super Bowl, then yeah, it's fine. But like, down the road, you're going to have to probably get rid of guys like TJ Hawkinson and you might not be able to sign Christian Derrissaw. Um, I would like to think Justin Jefferson would stick around, but there's, there's chatter that receivers don't really like to play with Lamar Jackson because he runs the ball all the time. Um, I don't know if that would be the case with, with Justin Jefferson, but I think I heard that from some clip today or whatever, that receivers don't really like to play with Jackson because he likes to run the ball. But he can also give them the ball too. Um, it's just, it's very, the chances are very slim. And if anything would happen, it would have to, have to happen in the summertime after June 1st because the Vikings have, would have massive loss of cap space if they got rid of Kirk Cousins by releasing or trading him before June 1st. I believe they, have to, they would have to put... They would lose forty-eight million in cap space if they released him before June first, and they would lose thirty-eight million if they traded him. So they're not. That's not going to happen anytime soon. But um, I guess it's something to keep an eye on. But I just I still, it doesn't seem I, like the direction that they're heading in is is going after someone like Lamar Jackson. I think the resolution to that will come at draft time because some teams going to realize they can't get a quarterback and they're not going to be yeah. able to trade up, yep. and then they're going to really kick the tires on him. And maybe at that point he signs an offer seat. And like I said, I mean, the Ravens, if it's anywhere sensible, they're just going to say, yeah, sure. But um, if it's like 55, then they're going to be like, have fun, go for it. Get your money, kid. Cause (laughs) yeah. Yeah. We're not going to get crippled by uh, that contract. So uh, if the Vikings sign Lamar to a $55 million contract, (laughs) I'm going to have some questions. Red McCombs would, but uh, rest in peace. He's not well. Rep bud. The late Red McCombs. I'll just leave it at that. Um, moving on to the last topic. Just has to do with the Vikings offseason. Cause I was sitting there, I was just sitting around yesterday. I'm like thinking, like, what are like what are the, what is the Vikings plan? What are they doing? Because they got rid of notable guys. They got rid of Thielen Kendricks, moved on from Peterson, Tomlinson. They signed some notable free agents, Byron Murphy, Marcus Davenport. Say what you will about Josh Oliver and Dean Lowry, but those are 
fun, I guess. Um, but then they re- they've re-signed a bunch of their players. Like they had 16 free agents heading into free agency. They've re-signed seven of them, including Garrett Bradbury, uh, Greg Joseph, Al- the 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 big domino, Alexander Madison. I'm gonna start calling him that now. Um, <laughs> Not and, to be and, confused with the real deal, Shamar Stefan. Yeah, and they brought back Ali Udo. It's like they're just bringing the band back. So, like, my question to you is, you know, what 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 are all these moves? You know, are they gonna fi- end up finishing in the middle of the pack again? next season is basically what i'm asking and then you know is that strategy fisher special is that strategy something that they should continue to execute or should they just be like we're either going to be a top contender or we're going to be at the bottom because they've been in the middle for a very long time and just nothing's happening this could be oh so so here's what they're doing i i think i not that i have like all the answers but you don't remember (laughs) yeah i don't unfortunately (laughs) Um, remember when like Kevin O'Connell and Quasi were hired, they got four year contracts. Everybody's like, yep. that's a little short, right? Yep. Yep. So they don't have that long-term security. I don't know what Brian, uh, Ryan Poles got in Chicago, for example. So like if he got like a five, six, seven year deal, six. like, I yeah. So six. I mean, six year deal. It's like, all right, I'm going to blow this up and go long-term with it. Cause I have job security, which doesn't really exist in the NFL, but, um, you know, you're more inclined to do that. Somebody like Quasi is probably like, shoot, I got four years. This thing tanks after three, I might get fired. So what, so what is he, I, I mean, I like what he's doing. This is very, you know, I I'm wearing the hat out of coincidence. Also, it's very cold here. I'm sick of the snow and opening days in 10 days. Um, it's cold in the North. It's, it is cold in the North. Um, but you know, they're looking for guys that can save a little bit of money, get that cap hit. And whatever happens in 2023 happens. They're going to try and win because they have to because of their contract situation. But they're also going to set themselves up for the future where they can just go hard in 2024. I think I looked on over the cap before I came on here. They have $58 million in cap space going into next year. Um, That's before they've done anything with Zedaria Smith or Dalvin Cook. I don't know what's going on there. You know, you have to look at the NFC North and go, this is a winnable division. So, like, what do you, you I just don't know. Make, the Lions are loading up. And they, they are. But, I mean, they could also come out and Dan Campbell could just be like, oh, yeah. over one day and just be they like, oh, guys, I don't know what I'm doing. Let's. It's the Lions. Is that the wave? Holy shit, man. Look at the wave. <laughs> you know, we don't know. I love Dan Campbell. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's the Lions. We don't. I, I love what they're doing. But again, it's the Lions. You know, the Bears are probably going to suck. The Packers, I, I mean, is Jordan Love good? Is That's the rest of that team, better question, is the rest of that team good? Because Jordan Love could be good, but the rest of the team could suck. And then... You know, you're paying the quarterback in the middle. So they lost Randall Cobb. You know, that's that's Aaron Rodgers' list. It's like Chris Jericho's like list of a thousand and four holds, but like every other one is Randall Cobb. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So so I mean, signing Marcus Marcus Davenport as an example. They sign him because he's got good pressure numbers, doesn't have the sack totals, but you know, that pressure totals kind of the same as Zedarius Smith. So you get the and I mean these are all moves you look at them and you go, okay, they could turn out. And like if the Vikings bomb, which they could because their schedule is tough, they can wind up in 2024. I mean, I 
I don't think this team's going to win 13 games. They're not going to no. win the Super Bowl. No. So, but I mean, the Vikings are also going to try and put together a competitive team. And, and it's not like they're signing guys who are washed. You know what I mean? Like Marcus Davenport, I think is what, 26, 27 years old. And if he blows up and has a good season, you have the cap space to be like, hey, we like you long term. Here's a contract. Like Byron Murphy Jr., two year deal for $11 million. That's a solid deal there, too. Like these aren't guys that are just 2023 centric. These are guys that could be pieces down the road for about three or four years. And that's the window that Kwesi is trying to create. So it's not going to mean great things and it's not going to propel him to a Super Bowl this year. But I'm more excited in what Kwesi is doing 2024, 2025. Now, if he just pulls the same shit, then then we can have this conversation. But I mean, right now, I'm just kind of like, okay, let, let Kwesi cook. Hashtag. Hashtag. It. Yeah, that. That's what I'm just trying to figure out. Cause like, are you trying, are you trying to build a team that, you know, wins the NFC North again and wins a playoff game? And then what? And then what do you do after that? Because Kirk Cousins, you're, you, you're, it looks like you're trying to move on from him. And then are you going to start over with a rookie quarterback and, and then take a step back and then try and move forward a year after two after that? Like, I'm just not sure what they're, what they're doing. I'm sure we'll find out more in the draft probably, but like, I don't know what their goal is. And then like, I, I want to know too, like, what if they miss the playoffs next year? Then what do they do? Do they, is that when they unload everything and, and start from scratch or, you know, but I don't think the Vikings need to do that. No, they already have, they have some pieces that are foundational. Like they have the left tackle, Christian Derisaw, they have the wide receiver. I mean, this draft's going to be really important, man. As far as loading up the roster, they got to find some impact talents. The problem is when you have a quarterback like Kirk cousins, you're basically trying to find the Justin Jefferson, of whatever position you're drafting. Like, we need the Justin Jefferson of right guards. Mm, there's not too many out. You know? Well, yeah, and they don't they don't need to break everything down, but, like, you, if they miss the playoffs next year and, and you look at your roster and you're like, you know, would, it, would we be, be better off keeping guys like Hawkinson and, and Darisaw and Jefferson or unloading them and getting more picks and then being able to build a better roster with these these guys gone? Like, I just, well, if they miss the playoffs, they'll have a high draft pick, won't they? Depends. And, like and if next year's class is as loaded as a quarterback as it seems, they'll have a good chance of getting one, or they have enough picks in the future they can trade up for them. Knowing them, they would miss the playoffs like just slightly and seven and nine, pick, seven, yeah. pick seventeen. Oh, yeah. Um. So I don't know. I just I just would like to know what what they're doing because like they'll they'll sign guys like Byron Murphy and Marcus Davenport, and those are exciting. Those are like you're like okay, they're trying to they're trying to be better, trying to improve their roster. Because I mean. It's really hard not to try and improve your your defense when they were terrible last year. Um, but still, like I, I just don't know what they're doing. I don't I don't know what the strategy is because I think the Wolves, you know, I think that comes down to them too. Like I think they're afraid of, and they've made, they've kind of made some of the fan base like this too. Like if you trade someone like Kirk Cousins or you get rid of somebody like that, you know, people are like, we're going to be the Jets for like ten years, and it's like, no, <laughs> the Jets are the Jets because they're. They've been that way for a long time. Like, look, look at a team like the Bengals. The Bengals were like a laughing stock for 20 years. They got a, the right head coach and Marvin Lewis. Obviously, they didn't do a whole lot, but he turned that franchise around and they became a much better franchise. Then they landed Joe Burrow and they become an even better franchise. So, like, you, people should start looking at examples like that instead of being like, well, what if we become like the Jets or the Texans? And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, the Vikings are a well run organization. Look at their facilities and everything. Look at their stadium. Like they want to be good. They set they set their players up to succeed. They have a good coach. 
got a good GM. Um, so like, there's not a whole lot of reason to think that they're going to just collapse. Uh, if they get rid of a couple guys that have been there for a while and they might have to be bad for a year or two. So I don't know. I've just, I, I was confused. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> okay. I'm glad they're making these moves, but like, what's this going to amount to? Are they okay? Oh, they're going to win. Maybe they win the NFC North. Maybe they win a playoff. Are they going to win the Super Bowl? Probably not. Are they going to be terrible and get a top five pick? Probably not. So like, we're just, they're just in that middle ground again. And um, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting tired of it. Maybe I'm just like, can we just do something? To get out of this treading water area because it feels like they've been there for so long. It feels like the Bengals under Marvin Lewis, where it's like, hooray, we made the playoffs again, but doesn't mean anything because we're not going to go anywhere. Um, and you know, maybe people are, well, you can go on a run, just get in the tournament, but it doesn't really work now. You got, you basically got to be the number one seed in the playoffs to, to do anything. Number one, number two. Um, I don't know. That's, that's, that's all I got. Did, uh, I don't know. I, they're just stuck. I feel like they're stuck. And we're in the same spot we were in last offseason. Right. I, I don't know. I I see potential for something different. And for me, that gives me hope. Like if it were this just, year or next year? Next year. Okay. I mean, I to me, do I want to see the Vikings win this year? Of course I do. Yeah. But if if they lose, like I'm I see the sunny side up in losing. Okay. You have a lot of pieces. Like I said, you have some cornerstones. And I mean, if, if things go really bad and they could, like they could go the exact opposite way they did and lose like eight fourth quarter games and Kirk yeah. can't make the comeback. Cause he's like checking down on fourth and three or whatever. And then you're like, Oh, we're picking sixth in a draft class with like four or five good quarterback prospects. And they go yeah, straight so up have to take one. Yeah. They can trade up too. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, they are. They do have a tough schedule next year. They do have to go on the road and play that Super Bowl contending team, the Carolina Panthers. So that'll be a tough one for, for the Vikings to overcome for sure. And don't forget, don't forget that the Chiefs were in the divisional round the year before selecting Patrick Mahomes. They were. They were. So even if they do make like if they win the division at nine and eight and they go in the playoffs and they get smoked, there there's not an excuse to, oh well, we couldn't trade up or whatever. No, there's a way. If you like a guy, go get him. And they can still think that's what this regime is willing to do. They can still have some moves up their sleeve, too. Like, there's been some chatter that, that Daniel Hunter could be available um, for trade, and they could get probably a nice return package for him because he's still young enough um, and, and productive enough where they could get maybe, like, a second-round pick. I think a first is probably stretching it, but a second-round pick would be great if you can, get, you know, get that for Daniel Hunter right now. Um, but, yeah, you do mention that the Chiefs did trade for Mahomes when they were in the divisional round, which is encouraging to hear because i think i'm just yeah i'm just frustrated i'm like what are they what are they doing they're just every year it's like it was worth worse with zimmer because like they wouldn't make the playoffs but then they wouldn't be bad enough to get a good draft pick and they would still be like 15th or 14th and it's like okay if you're not going to make the playoffs at least just be terrible um and get a better draft pick but they didn't want to do that mike zimmer was there to win games not set records um so uh that'll be it for today uh, there was one other thing. I think I saw the Vikings uh, have had chatter or whatever with free agent wide receiver Mikkel Hardman, um, formerly of the Chiefs. I think that's from Darren Wolfson. Um, so that's interesting, I guess. I think he ran a 4-3 in the combine. A couple he's years not ago. your call. He's Mikkel. <laughs> so that's interesting, I guess, to keep an eye on. That'll be he's He's in the, you know, the spectrum, I guess, of all the players of the signing being like 25-ish, good athleticism, hot, maybe high upside. So something to keep an eye on for the future. Maybe we'll talk about it on uh, Thursday. 
uh, because we're in the second week of free agency. And uh, who knows what could happen. Uh, but that'll do it for us today. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, make sure to subscribe to our channel, like this video. Remember to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, the audio version of this podcast will be available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, until next time, Chris and I talk to you later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.